Thank you for listening to the Three Count Wrestling Podcast, a podcast made by fans for fans. Join me, the Professor Cody Wilson, and stunning Steve Krasniak for news, general topic discussions, predictions, and reviews here on the Light Blue Podcast Network. And now, here's me. Thanks for me for that great intro. So, uh, this week on the podcast, we have a special guest, uh, Frank. Uh, how do you pronounce your last name, Frank? Todaro. Todaro? Yeah, nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> Um, nobody knows her. Right. Uh, Steve is not going to be with us this week again. Um, family issues sort of thing. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a former backyard wrestling intercontinental champion. There you go. Hey, there you go. We got an accolade on something. Yes, That's yes, cool. Yes, yes. Um, two-time, two two-time backyard intercontinental wrestling champion. <laughs> okay. So he's going to help me co-host the show this week. And no, actually, if, if you do want to, if you do want to uh, introduce my credentials, I, like I told you, I have been watching wrestling since 1983, and I I, I do I do do uh, weekly streams, so I, I I pretty much know uh, everything there is to know for for a fan, I guess. Right, right. And uh, you can catch those streams like on your personal Facebook page or like on the no, group I, page. I, I do I, I do it on Facebook on on uh, wrestling fans uh, the wrestling fans Facebook page. Okay. And there you go. So click on that. Make sure you get to that. His streams are really uh, in- interesting. Well, why do you say that for? <laughs> well, I think the last one, I, I think, did you do the Mount Rushmore one? Maybe, uh, nah, I don't think I did that. I don't think I that thought, was you. I, that might have been somebody I, else. I thought you were going to say it was interesting because of my vulgarity and uh, cursing. <laughs> oh, no, that's fine. There's a lot of that here, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, oh, yeah. You don't, you don't mind this vulgarity here? Yeah, no, no, that's fine. Okay, okay, good. Okay. Bring the vulgarity. Yeah. <laughs> so, first wrestling headline of the week is WWE keeps on continuing the build Randy Orton versus Edge as the greatest wrestling match ever. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Just like I, I, I did, I mentioned this, and I, I did, I did <laughs> use vulgarity for this. I thought uh, last week at the end of Raw when Charlie Caruso said. This is going to be the greatest wrestling match in history. I thought it was a gaffe, but then she doubled down on it again this week, and they tripled down. They tripled on it. Uh, I don't understand. Like I said, why? Why would you? Why would you announce? Uh, why would you promote any match as the greatest wrestling match in history? It's DOA. It's 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 not. It's it'll never live up to it. You know what I'm saying? Right. And the and, thing is, is that with the the last man standing match, if that's going to be any indication of what this match is going to be, it's going to be long as hell. Yeah, I was. That's what I said. It's like compared to what that garbage wrestling match from WrestleMania that was like forty <laughs> minutes of rolling around, fighting in, in the gyms and conference rooms on top of trucks. That match might have been one. How about this? That match might have been one of the worst WrestleMania matches I've ever seen. And it, forty that match went. You know that match went forty minutes, right? Yeah, it went it, pretty much. It was a tour of the performance center. Is the way I looked yeah, at and, it. And, and it, it was garbage. It was garbage. It was garbage. How much punishment could somebody take? I mean, do, uh, let's, that's that's my problem with wrestling today with all these kick out of twos, kick out of twos. Once you start kicking out of two more than twice in a match, that, uh, that's it. The match, the match to me loses loses. I lose interest in the match because that, that tells me uh, the moves aren't doing anything. Well, see, that's why I think Drew McIntyre has noticed that, and that's why he's like. At Money in the Bank, he kicked out at like one out of like big power moves that Seth Rollins does, and I'm like, "What the hell?" <laughs> it, it, wrestling, I don't know why, because you know what it is because I don't blame the wrestlers and I don't blame the companies because I guess when the when back back in your childhood when the fans attended re- uh, wrestling events, <laughs> people pop, they pop. 
I keep making fun of them. It's like you know what you know when you have a baby a baby in front of you in a high chair, you play the peekaboo game. You go peekaboo, and the baby always laughs every time yeah. you do it. And you can do it a hundred times. That's the same thing with wrestling fans. Kick out of two. Ooh, ah, ooh. I mean, the match just started. Like, let's say a Kenny Omega match. You think like the uh, it, within uh, the first ninety seconds of the match. There's a pitfall. Some you think somebody's going to get pinned. I mean, how many times can you fall for it? I mean, it's. It, but they keep going. They they keep popping for it, and then the wrestlers keep doing it. Well, I mean, there are matches that where it only lasts like five seconds, and the match is over. But that's in a way that's good. I mean, it it, it it's realism. But my point is, uh, uh, cut. Let's cut down the pitfall attempts. Let's, oh yeah, there definitely. Like, there, should, there should be maybe like a, a maximum of like four, five pinfall attempts. Right. Well, match. if you if you look at an old like Ric Flair match that like was an hour <laughs> Broadway, you could probably count on one hand how many pinfall attempts there were. Yeah, because it starts taking. Like I said, either the move that then I start thinking uh, the moves are fake. They're not doing anything, or the wrestlers are superhuman. And if that if that's the case, then why aren't they in UFC where they can absorb so much punishment? Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah, but anyway, go, go ahead. <laughs> um, I mean, granted, the these are these are two of the two of the best workers. I can say that Edge Edge has a great mind for this business. Orton has the talent and gift of God from like for wrestling. He's been compared to Shawn Michaels with his work, but to com- to say it's the greatest wrestling match ever before it happens, right? Right. It, it, it it's <sighs> just gonna it's just gonna it's just gonna it's gonna put so much hype on it. You you I mean you could say afterwards maybe say wow you know what like I said. Wow, did you see that? Wow, you know what? I don't know. Maybe that might have been like one of the top five, ten matches after. Wow, did you see? You see? Oh, I, I, I can't stop watching that match. That's that was really a great match. Not before, you, you know. Yeah. That's like when you label uh, when you when they label the uh, this is going to be the reality era. You don't uh, label an era before it happens. You label it afterwards. Yeah, right. Whatever. Exactly. Whatever. I Whatever. Mean- and I think the reason, and the reason that they're using the word wrestling, because we all know that Vince does not like that word. I think the the reason that they're using wrestling is because Paul Heyman is on Raw, and he he loves the word wrestling. He loves professional wrestling, so I think that uh, promotional word is what Paul Heyman is loving. I, I I don't know. I don't even know if I'm starting to think. I don't even know if Paul Heyman has that much influence. Uh, but maybe maybe it's just maybe it's just a gimmick. Maybe this will be like, oh wow, a wrestling match. Wow, we don't see wrestling matches. So what are the other what are the other matches? Sports entertainment matches. Right. Exactly. Well, well, think about it. If if the best sports entertainment match I've seen was WrestleMania 25, Taker versus Michaels. Yeah, I don't know. Everybody likes that match. My my criteria for the match is. Uh, how many times could you go back and watch it? If you could go back and watch a match over and over again, I mean, mm-hmm. you don't have to watch it like every, like six times a year, but like, you know, it, it has lasting power. Let's say, when was that match? Uh, what was when, when did that match happen? Uh, Taker 2009. 2009 right. would have been 25, yeah. All right, so that's 11 years. So like, if you could go back and watch that match once a year, and you, know, you and you can still get stoked for it every time you watch it. And I'll say, yeah, you know that that is good. But if you know if, if you if, if you don't if if you don't watch that match if you don't go back and watch a match ever or like you watch it once in a while by accident, it's not a great match. Right, exactly. Like like that one, I can watch probably. I could probably watch that one once a month and be fine. Yeah, well, yeah, whatever, whatever. I'm just saying, you know, even once a year, and right. it has to have lasting power. And like like I said though, like that that's like an enter that's an enter sports entertainment match, not a wrestling match. Like best wrestling match, e- e- that's 
Well, I don't know. Well, what's, that's, what's hard to, that's hard to debate. <laughs> what's the difference? It's They're all sports entertainment matches. But, like, I don't know. Like, let's say, uh, like, you could get uh, Stone Cold and Bret Hart from, from uh, WrestleMania 13. That's a match you could watch over, uh, oh, over yeah. and over throughout the years. And like, wow, that's, that match was really that good. And you're still getting excited watching it right. again. Right. And that's, that could be deemed more of a wrestling match than sports entertainment. Whatever. Because of, like of the way Bret worked it. Right. They're, they're, all, they're all sports entertainment matches, whatever. Right. Wrestling matches, whatever. They're, they're either all wrestling matches or they're all sports entertainment matches. Okay. Yeah, well, it, yeah, it, it is. It, you can say it like that. It, it's hard to, it's hard to debate because it's like with like the NWA and like WCW, they were like wrestling. And then with WWE, it was all sports entertainment. Yeah. Wrestling died in 1984. <laughs> really, it did. It, it, pro wrestling yeah. died in 1984. Once, 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 once uh, Hulkamania started and, and WWE or WWF at the time, once they started making more cartoon uh, characters, pro wrestling, pro wrestling is over. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, I can see that. Okay, next headline. Uh, Rhea Ripley on how she felt about her match against Charlotte Flair on at WrestleMania 36. What'd she have to say? So this is what she said to PW Insider. This is her interview. Um, she loved it. She enjoyed it thoroughly, even though it was super weird with no crowd. And it was the first time that I had competed or just come out in front of no crowd. It was super strange, but at the same time, like, WrestleMania is WrestleMania, and it was still a huge moment for me in my career. To be able to share that and share the ring with no one other than Charlotte Flair was just incredible. To have to have so much praise on that match after we did it, it was just insane to think that I'm 23 years old, I've been wrestling for 8 years, and it was just on WrestleMania. And I was just on WrestleMania. Everyone are, are, are you, are you yeah. one of those, are you one of those Charlotte Flair haters? I don't necessarily hate Charlotte Flair. I hate the way they're pushing her. How is the how are they pushing her? They're pushing her like her father. Yeah, well, what for her sixteen titles? Yeah, they're pretty much trying to make her her father in the women's division, which yeah. I get. But at the same time, no. <laughs> yeah, listen. All right, so this this is two things. For me, title number of title reigns are meaningless. Just like Ric Flair's title reigns, if you if you go look up his title reigns, uh, he had like maybe five title reigns that lasted like over a year. Like he had three title reigns that were like over two three years. He had one title reign that I think was like three years. Yeah. Uh, but but the rest of his title reigns don't mean anything. He'd go into a territory on on a, on a Friday, lose the belt, and then leave uh, the next Saturday with the belt. So. Uh, how many how many times did he win in WCW where he held the title for for sixty days, thirty days, eight days? So I I don't really put too much stock in the number of title reigns. I I put stock in the length of a title reign. Like if you if you hold the title right. for a year, two years, that tells me that that you you're doing something that the company has faith in you. Uh, you're making money. You have lasting power. The fans aren't getting bored of you. Uh, you you have the ability to keep. Uh, changing and, and evolving your character throughout your title reign, so really, title number of title reigns doesn't mean anything. It's just it's just a gimmick. But uh, uh, I don't know why people don't like Charlotte. I mean, uh, wasn't it like just four years ago that people, uh, every everybody was loving Charlotte? Remember, she she, she, she was having all these great matches with yeah, Sasha. Yeah, it's only been 
Fuck, yeah, it's only been five years. Five, no, four, five years. 2016, right? And then I rem- I clearly remember uh, it was the excitement. Oh, wow, they're gonna, she, uh, she's gonna, uh, her and Sasha are gonna main event, uh, they're gonna be the first females to main event the pay per view, LSL. And yeah. then after that match, even that match was good except for the finish. You remember that finish? That was a horrible finish. Well, apparently yes. the finish was supposed to be the table spot, but because Sasha was so light, she couldn't break the table. And when they got backstage, Vince was pissed. Cue, cue the "I am the table." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that 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 kind of took that that, that kind of killed killed a, a very good match up to that point. But then I still clearly remember that. People saying, "Oh wow! After this, it's possible that females could uh, main event uh, WrestleMania," and, and it happened. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then, then that happened, and, and, and uh, people uh, lost their shit when Charlotte got included uh, in the Becky versus Ronda feud. People lost their shit. I don't. A lot of people lost their flipped their wigs over that. I don't know why. Like they were upset with her with her being part of the match. Yeah, they they were like, "Oh, why do they have to stick Charlotte in there?" Can't we just have Becky versus Ronda? Like uh, everywhere, oh, uh, there was a big part of uh, the IWC that was really, really. Uh, they were like, "Oh, they're force feeding Charlotte on uh, on us. She always has to be involved in everything." Yeah, but, I uh, could. That was that was that was the turning point for me. Again, it wasn't about um, Charlotte, nonetheless, per se. But it was more like how they were treating her. Like it was like they're saying that she is the top female. Wrestler, but she 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 was it is. I mean, like I just said, I just I just we just ran down the history. Two thousand sixteen, she was having these great matches so much so that they they gave her and Sasha the main event uh, in, uh, on an L Cell. Then, really, because of her her matches, they were like, hey, why not? Maybe we could do it with the uh, we could do it at WrestleMania. That the reason why I think they they, they threw her in, she she got involved. If you remember, remember Becky got when she got uh, her nose broken by Nia Jax. Remember? Yeah, Nia Jax, that was great. <laughs> yeah, so she she, she 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 had a concussion. So you you know concussions, concu- there is no timetable of concussions. So she could have been out two weeks, five weeks, three months, four months, five months. So once at uh, Survivor Series, they went. They uh, Charlotte had to had to replace Becky. Remember they remember they had yeah. the. the the, the fake pick them, even though the crowd cheered for Oscar, remember? Yeah. But so they they, they had to throw Charlotte in there. And Charlotte and Ronda had a pretty pretty good match at at, uh, at Survivor Series. So once that happened, she was in, interjected into the storyline, you know, by by default. And then Becky came back two weeks later for, for the TLC match. Yeah, well, and- a month later, a month later for the TLC match. So Charlotte had to be there because then how how do you just have Becky versus Ronda at WrestleMania when Charlotte uh, beat the beat the crap out of uh, Ronda at Survivor Series? You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, and the the thing about it is though is that it with uh, the whole match with Rhea Ripley at 36 was everybody thought Rhea should have won, right? But then, the, the, but what was then? What's the point of having Charlotte go to NXT? It's, it's I mean, it, it's, I'm sure Charlotte's gonna gonna put over Rhea Ripley uh, down the line. I'm sure Rhea Ripley right. will, will take the title from her, or whoever. It doesn't. It doesn't necessarily have to be Rip Ripley. But it it, it makes. Yeah. I I think the only reason they did it was because of the whole visa problem they had with Ripley. Oh, 
Uh, yeah, probably. But I'm just saying, once they Charlotte had no mat, she had really no 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 opponent for WrestleMania. So put her in NXT. It's it's so that way she could bring some star power to NXT. Right. She, she, Rhea Ripley could have a, uh, uh, an opponent with star power. You know, I mean, you, you, you really who, who who's Rhea Ripley going to face if it wasn't for Charlotte? Well, okay, that's fair. I'll give you that because without Charlotte in NXT, you wouldn't have a new heel in Candice LeRae. Right. right. Because Charlotte is not, not necessarily a face, but she's like that that tweener where she knows she's cocky, she knows she's good, but damn, everybody's starting to respect her at this point. Right, but and also she she uh, if you listen to her promos, she she uh, picks the scabs at at the fans who hate her. <laughs> yeah, she tells her like I'm the ten time champion and uh, woo. I mean, she if it's it's as clear as daylight and, and it works. Yeah, it does, and that's that's really cool. That she and that's the thing with her going down. And I called it too that she was going to go win the NXT title because with with her being down there, the the amount of star power that she brings, the amount of elevation she can bring to the women's division down there that has been depleted because of all the call ups. Right, right. So and like she I said, can and, help and, make new stars. Yeah. And plus, it gives it gives the the Bailey. And others on on SmackDown and Raw a chance to a chance to shine because otherwise if, if if Charlotte's on on SmackDown or Charlotte's on Raw, she's you know how many times are we going to see Charlotte versus Becky? How many times are we going to see Charlotte versus Oscar? How many times are we going to see uh, Sasha versus Bailey? Uh, you know what I'm saying? So it, it's it's to freshen up opponents. Yeah. So if for all those haters out there that think that you know Ripley got screwed or whatever, you know she's perfectly content with the way the match went. She was perfectly fine. She's happy. She she legit cried at the end of the match right. in the back. And, and, and how old is she? What would you say? How old is she? She's only twenty three. So there you go. What do you think? I, this is another thing. Everybody thinks that like one that these same fans like a lot of fans think that one loss at a pay per view or a big pay per view is the end of uh, somebody's career. She's 23. She's going to be around for a long time. Yeah, and she said she'd been wrestling for eight years. That means she's been wrestling since she was 15. Whatever, whatever. But I'm saying she, she, she's still 23. She's, she's, she's a rookie, you know? Right. In, in, in the grand scheme of things. In WWE, she's really a rookie. Oh, yeah, definitely in the grand scheme of things with, with the way WWE works. She is, yeah. without a doubt, still wet behind the ears. But with the amount of experience she has, she's going to go far. Right, right. Oh, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully not. Uh, uh, hopefully, further than Ember Moon. <laughs> oh God, that whole thing with the injury—that that sucks. Yeah, she said she's uh she suffered a career. She, her, her career might be over. Yeah, she said she might be retiring. But I, I hope, I hope the guy that doesn't happen, because um, I thought Ember Moon was a great, great in-ring performer. Yeah, her rivalry she, with Oscar in NXT was. Really yeah, good. I don't know. I don't know, but on on the main roster, I didn't really. She didn't really impress me too much. It's it's a it's a character. What's a character? She has red eyes, uh, red hair. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like it was it was weird. Like on the main roster, it was weird. On the on, in NXT, they presented her as this badass. Yeah, but everybody's a badass in NXT. Yeah, not true. Not true. You got you you, you had your comic your comedy gimmicks like yeah. uh, Adam Rose and uh, right. No Way Jose. Right, but I'm saying most most NXT. The purpose of NXT is to present the the future stars as badasses. Because otherwise, then what's the point of, of NXT? NXT is a developmental territory or a, a developmental right. brand. 
of course, everybody who's going to get a future push uh, on Raw and SmackDown is going to be presented as a badass in NXT. What are you? What are you going to do? You're going to make these. Uh, you're going to have have these future stars uh, uh, job out every match, and, and then what happens when they debut on Raw? You're going to be like, "Oh wow!" <laughs> you yeah, know what I'm saying? that's true. No, I get that. <laughs> that's the per- see. That's a lot of people don't uh, don't understand. Uh, people say, "Oh, NXT is so much better than Raw and SmackDown." It, it's it's only better because once the, once these uh, wrestlers usually, uh, I mean, once they leave. Once they once they leave or once they drop the title, that's it. They go up to Raw SmackDown. They're never seen from again. They don't get recycled. Instead, where right. on the other hand, on Raw, if you're the uh, U.S. champion and you lose uh, pay- on pay per view Sunday, you might have another match uh, Monday. So you right. keep getting you keep getting recycled, and, and that's why people uh, a lot of people can't see the difference. Well, and the bigger difference is in NXT is that. There isn't like a writer's room in NXT. It's Triple H and. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean there's no writer's room? There's, there's not a huge writer's room where they're all trying to figure out what character, to, what characters should be going where on the show between Raw and SmackDown. In NXT, it's just Triple H and who's the guy from TNA that was the ring announcer? Um, oh, Jer- Jeremy Borash? Yeah, Jeremy Borash and like a couple other people. That. Yeah, well, I've I've seen I've seen some uh, sneak peeks where they have uh, Michael Cole, they have Michael Cole down there, uh, William Regal, uh, right? The, who else? You know, you know who's who's very influential or was influential in actually Davari. Remember Davari? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was very yeah, he, influential there. Yeah, he's, he, he's uh, Triple H. Really is not uh, part of the creative. Like he's like coach like he'll give he'll give people pointers and he's like he's he's the Vince man of of nxt he he oversees it but he okay. doesn't he's not really uh he's not really writing storylines <laughs> well not necessarily writing storylines but he's probably helping them helping them develop their characters like with gargano and uh yeah, yeah. like LeRae. i said he's more of a coach he's more of a coach yeah more like he probably not necessarily inserted himself but took that dusty role you know yeah, yeah, that's exactly what he is. He's he's like a coach, he's like a mentor, and, and then and then he has to steal everybody's spotlight. And he takes the he takes a picture with every champion. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh God. yeah, this guy or this does girl? He ha- I mean, does, does he have no shame? Does he have? Uh, does Triple H have no shame? Uh, this guy. <laughs> last week, what was it? Two weeks ago, they had uh, the career retrospective of uh, Triple H on, <laughs> on SmackDown, and if that wasn't enough. On Raw, they had uh, Triple H's top ten moments. I mean, doesn't he have any shame and say, "Listen, uh, Vince, uh, you know, listen, I know I'm, I'm the tr- I'm the son-in-law, uh, whatever. I'm the next line. I mean, we don't have to do all this. Like, I mean, doesn't he have enough shame? Like, uh, how much promotion? No, he really doesn't. No, he loves it. He loves it. He obviously loves it, or he wouldn't be doing it. That's that's the way I look at it. No, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about I'm talking about the promotion. Like, he loves he he thinks he really th- he like he loves being uh, considered like as one of the greatest of all time. He's up there. Nah. Top five, top ten, maybe. He's he, he, he's he's up there because I'm not gonna say he's up there because of because uh, he married into the family, but um, I don't know. I, I guess it, I guess it all just worked out for him. I guess I, I, he, I'm not gonna. He's up guy. there before the marriage, and then once the marriage happens, he gets his place. Like he, yeah. it's not it's not like he he was a great wrestler, and then once he got the stigma of being married to Steph. It's like okay, so the reign of terror from two thousand three to two thousand five, right, right, right. 
with a Chris Benoit title change in the middle. Uh, he was really, he was really, uh, if you think about it, in, in, in the modern era, he was the first, he was like the first uh, chosen one that, that WWE started forcing down the fan's throat. Like after, like let's say after Austin yeah. and The Rock, I mean, I can't say they were forceful because they were so popular, but he was, it was first it was Triple H, then it was Cena, then now I guess it's Roman Reigns. It was Cena slash Batista, then Orton, then Reigns. Yeah, but Cena, Cena, Cena was Cena was the guy, you know. Oh yeah, without a doubt. When you, when you saw Cena, it was like, okay, we know that he's the guy. Yeah, I'm saying he was this the, other he, shiny toy. <laughs> he was the face. He, he uh, like Triple H was the face of the company, I guess. From after after Austin, The Rock left, and then Cena took his place, and then uh, I guess that Roman Reigns. But Roman Reigns is a failure in my book. Roman Reigns has gotten the worst luck in history. Yeah, but what what was what was he doing before before the, the, his luck ran out? Oh no, it's not before his luck ran out. It's like okay, Shield, perfect. Breakup, perfect. Injury before TLC of two thousand and fourteen. Probably not the best timing. Says he's going to be in the Rumble of 2015, where Batista returns. Again, right, right. not the best timing. Or no, that was no. That, 2015 was the one he won. Not the best timing because Daniel Bryan comes back from injury and says, I'm going to be in the Rumble. So now everybody's like, well, we want Bryan. We don't want Reigns, even though we wanted him before Bryan. Now that Bryan's back, set side Reigns. I'll tell you what, what, what it all went downhill. You said you said the shield breakup. It should have been it should have been Roman who betrayed the shield. No, the way they did it was perfect. <clears throat> no, not really, because everybody knew that Roman was going to be the chosen one. How and, and then they started uh, pushing Seth Rollins as Triple H's handpicked guy. It should have been Roman, and and people people it would have been so good because he would have been the big heel. Roman would have been the big heel, and then he could have had his baby face turn. But whatever, whatever they 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 wanted to make Roman the hero. Right, but that was the thing, though. As soon as the breakup happened, they split Reigns up from the group, and then it was Ambrose and Rollins. Yeah, and they then feuded. They, yeah, they feuded, but Reigns was away from the group the entire time. He was on to his singles career with Orton, Cena, freaking, like, all that shit. And I'm like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I still say maybe... Uh... Uh, Rollins and Reigns. Uh, Reigns had his best match with Rollins. Oh, without a doubt, those were between him and AJ Styles. Those were his, his best matches. Yeah. Um. Okay. So third headline of the week: Brodus Lee, Brody Lee, on his big opportunity at Double or Nothing, getting to prove to himself in AEW and John Moxley and more. Pretty much this is an interview from Sports Illustrated with Brody Lee going through saying that he went to a place where he can prove himself. Uh, the pressure is just on him. There's no one left to blame. There's no writers, no Vince McMahon. It's just him versus John Moxley. Yeah, I don't know. You, you, people need to really watch uh, Brody Lee wrestle. He, he, he's, 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 uh, he's finished. He's hurt. You, you, do you see how he walks around in that ring? He's, he's, he's got these. Look on the, look underneath his, his pants. He's got big, huge knee braces. Mm -hmm. He's, he, he walks around stiff. Uh, I, I don't know. Listen, all these disgruntled WWE wrestlers that go to AEW and now they have creative freedom. 
What are they doing? Where, 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 where are all these? Where, where, where's all this? These creative ideas? I, I don't see it. Well, okay. So the exalted one was his idea. All right. Uh, you really is? Is it really? You think you like that gimmick? Okay. The exalted one when it was revealed, cool. Once it got into it, started picking on Vince McMahon. I'm like, ugh. Yeah, but that's, that's what I'm saying. Now, now what's gonna happen? Now, now if he doesn't beat Moxley for the title. He's done. He's finished. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I mean, yeah, he still has the Dark Order to the boss around and everything. The Dark Order. Come on. Who's, who's, in, the, it, who, who's in the Dark Order? Who's in the Dark Order? It's a but. It's a bunch of in the in the wrestlers uh, on the in masks. Right, which I understand. But it, 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 again, it's one of those things where even if he loses, he can still be good in defeat if they do it right. I mean, I the, between the matches and between the, like, with Cody saying that there are no writers, everybody gets to do the, they have their own quote unquote creative control. Like, they, they, like, they tell them who wins, who loses, but between there and what the promos are. Right, right, right. Yeah, they give them, they give them That's all that. wrestlers. But li- I think, listen, if, 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 uh, Brody Lee doesn't beat Moxley, I think, I think he's, he, it's gonna, he's, he's gonna lose all the steam. Look, all the buildup of him coming to AEW and and uh, him being the exalted, so he's going to lose. Uh, and, and and just think about it: if if I would have told you uh, two years ago, uh, WWE pay per view backlash, let's say it's going to be uh, WWE champion Moxley versus Luke Harper, you would you would be like, ah. <laughs> well, the rivalry for the Intercontinental Championship was. Good and the rivalry alone, just alone between them, was good too. I thought. All right, we'll, all right, we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I, I mean, if if it's a shred of what it was from WWE, then it'll be a good it'll be a good match without a doubt. But it, right. it, it with with Brody Lee, it's it's interesting because he is one of those right. ones that went to Vince, went constantly to Vince to try get new ideas. And when Vince heard the idea, he's like, aha, not for you, and went to a different wrestler. <laughs> Listen, that's what I always say. WWE is is, uh, is based on status. It's a, it's a totem pole. Mm-hmm. Once, once, they, the, once you, you're not, if you're not uh, on the high on the totem pole and they have no interest in pushing you or no plans of pushing you, they're not going to take your, they're not going to use your ideas. They're not, they, 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 what, well, they're not going to push you. That's it. It's over. And uh, like I said many times, if that's the case, uh, quit, and they did. They, him and Mo, him and Moxie quit. But then, but then now, when you go to AEW and you supposedly have all this creative freedom, now the ball's in your court. <laughs> now mm-hmm. the ball's in your court. Now, now, now it's either put up or shut up. Now you have to prove to the to to the wrestling fans and prove to WWE that look, you made a mistake. Uh, uh, has WWE made a mistake? As of right now. Still, yes, because he's very. He, in my opinion, he's creative. I, I get that he's taking jabs at Vince. Probably not the best idea. Obviously, WCW did jabs at Vince. Vince did jabs at WCW. TNA uh, did jabs at WWE. It, it, everybody jabs each other. I get it. It's good. It, I like. I like that. It uh, the the exalted one character Brody Lee is is a good contrast to uh the Luke Harper character. What was what the Luke Harper character was? He looked like he crawled out of a dumpster from L.A. I mean, uh, he he had his uh, dirty, dirty, dirty wife beater, uh, right? Beard, uh, you know, that crazy look in his eyes. Well, he talk. looked southern. He looked southern. That was the whole point. And right, but with... I'm saying, 
Go ahead, go ahead. With Vince, it was he wanted him to say one line, one word, or yeah, one line in a southern accent. That's it. Right, While right. he was intercontinental champion, he looked at Vince and said, I'm from Upper Rochester, New York. I don't have a southern drawl. <laughs> and he these- says he can't do a southern accent to Vince. So what? He's got to. He's got to practice. <laughs> well, he tried it in front of Vince, and Vince is like, Ugh, yeah, not for you. And yeah, then the yeah. next week, he sees in, in the script, or for, in the program, that he has to say the line in a southern accent. Right, right, right. Listen, I think with Luke Harper and uh, even Eric Rowan, they got, they got stuck. The, those characters were, 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 were Yeah, because you, you're playing what, – what, what, what are the two characters from the wife family? Two – uh, back backwoods, uh, inbred, backwoods cousin uh, fuckers, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, hicks that don't talk. They're psychos. They they're drooling on themselves. Like uh, that's never gonna get over. <laughs> who, who who's gonna go to the show? <laughs> who, who's right. gonna go to the rest of the show? Hey, I want to get a Luke Harper and uh, Eric Rowan shirt. You know what I'm saying? But uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. It's double or nothing. I mean, all the best to him. And he's honestly, I think that between him, Matt Hardy, Moxley. Um, who's the other one I'm thinking of? Jericho. I don't count Jericho as a WWE guy. I count Jericho as a Jericho guy. Jericho has been Jericho for 20 plus years. Yeah. Well, Jer- Jericho's, Jer- Jericho's super talented. But uh, now you're going to have guys like the Revival and EC3 going to uh, AEW. I don't see EC3. I don't, I don't see EC3 going to AEW. I see the he, Revival. He's already, he's, 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 he's done, he's done promos on, on, he's on Twitter. He's, he's referencing the Revival and, uh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, he's he, EC3's definitely signed, sealed, and delivered. I think he might even be the mystery. Maybe he might be the mystery uh, competitor in the Casino Letter match. I, I don't know. I don't know if he has that ninety day uh, no compete contract, but uh, I think he, he he's definitely going to uh, AEW. Right. Well, that would be June. They would be able to compete. It would be June fifteenth. They'd be able to compete after a ninety day no compete. So then maybe then he's not the mystery. He's not the mystery competitor then. Well, it all depends on their contracts too, because there were some like Matt Hardy's. His was up, right, right, his right. His was up, and he went from bang bang. So, I mean, if if they ask for their release, some of them when yeah. they ask for their their release, they ask to have the no compete clause waived. Right, right. So that but they it, can yeah. go back and work. Have you seen those promos from EC3? No, I have not yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He 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 has a whole new look. He has a buzz cut. He has a black hoodie. Ooh. And he's like. He's very. He's like more very serious. He's a very serious character, but he's like uh, this intellectual deep uh, thinker. <laughs> okay, so he took the idea of Brody Lee that he wanted to do in WWE, and took the image of Eric Young in WWE and just mixed it together. I guess. I guess that's weird. Okay. But like I said, the whole point is all these disgruntled WWE wrestlers, and I'm not saying they shouldn't be disgruntled. Yeah, you know, uh, listen. In WWE, uh, it's just it's just too big of an ocean, and uh, a lot of talented wrestlers are going to fall. A lot of talented, popular wrestlers are going to fall through the cracks. But right. uh, now, now the ball's in their court. You, it's time to put up a shut up, you know? Right. And the, the weird thing too about the whole release thing was is that it was Zack Ryder and um, who's the other? Or uh, Heath Slater. Those two names. When I saw them on the release board, I'm like. I thought they were going to die in that company. 
Yeah, and they'll probably come back. Uh, just when, when the when the live events start, maybe they'll they'll probably come back. I mean, right. what's what if, if you're WWE? What's the point of keeping them if they're not they're not going to be on TV? There's no house shows, so what's the point of keeping them? Well, the point of keeping them was for a stranglehold. They they wanted to keep as much <sighs> talent as possible, so that it did they didn't go other other places and you know get successful on their image. Yeah, I guess. But th- that, that's another thing. Once once these uh, WWE wrestlers leave WWE, they can't use their names. So like nobody's gonna no, know but their they face are. is their face. Yeah, but come on, who, who's who, who's 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 gonna who's gonna shell out fifty bucks to to see uh, Zack Ryder uh, on AEW pay per view under his new name? You know what I'm saying? Hey, that 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 all depends on who's who's a Zack Ryder fan. You know, I don't, I, don't, I, I, don't. I was still a Zack Ryder fan up to when he got released because I, I was like. I, I always loved Ryder. I thought he was I, a great singles guy. Yeah, but I'm just you know you get my point. It's not, it's not like it's it's uh like I said uh, Scott Hall Razor Ramon yeah. going to CW. We're like, oh shit! Like Zach Ryder, ha, ha, he's 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 barely he's been barely on TV for the last five years. But anyway, yeah. whatever, whatever. That's we'll, true we'll too. See what we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Okay, so that was the three news headlines of the week. Uh, so we will go into the main event. But before we go to the main event, two things. Um, we will have a sponsorship read from me. And uh, also we will be doing a – before the main event starts, we will do uh, a quick moment of silence for the loss of Shad Gaspar, who we lost at 39 years of age today. Um, him and his son were out on a – Beach, I, was it in California or Florida? Yeah, California. California. Venice Beach, I take it then? I think so, yeah. I think is, that's where it was. Uh, a riptide wave came in, took them both. Um, Chad told the Coast Guard to take his son first. And um, they were searching for him for the last two days. And his body showed up on the washed up on the beach and our thoughts and prayers are with the family and with his son and uh it's a terrible loss at a very young age um had so much more to give in his life obviously but uh so yeah we will have a short moment of silence before the main event and then we'll talk about in your house memories and owen hart Today's podcast is sponsored by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free. Who doesn't want to who doesn't want to do stuff for free? The creation tools uh, that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. How simple is that? Can't do anything better than that. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That means you can have zero listeners and still be able to try to make money. That is so cool. It is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. And now, back to the podcast. The main event general topic. Okay, so welcome to the main event. Um, just quick second there, we had the moment of silence for Shad Gaspar. Uh, 
Yeah, so like I said before the break, it was it it just sucks to see something like that happen. Yeah, 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 it's it's tough. Uh I mean, Shad Gaspar, if people for who don't know who his what a single run was, uh was a tag team part of a tag team called Crime Time with JTG uh from 2006 to 2010, I want to say. I could be wrong on that. Are the, are the, are the Street Profits based uh, based off of those guys? Uh, no, God, no. The, the Crime <laughs> Time was a lot more funnier than Street Profits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I get what they're trying to get with Street Profits, but it's not going to be – it can't even come close to the same. No, I know, but a lot of people say that. But anyway, God. So – with the main event topic this week, we will be doing a couple things. We're going to be talking about the 25th anniversary of In Your House. Uh, they are bringing it back for one night only at TakeOver. Um, I hope the guy they bring the set back for TakeOver. That'd be cool. Probably. I think that would be like just the coolest like retro like flashback memory stuff of all time. In Your House. I, I remember the commercials for for those pay per views like every five minutes. <laughs> right, I remember. I, I don't. I don't remember if it was the first one or the second one that they did a legit giveaway for a house. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what you call? It? I remember that too. Yeah, yeah. Vince McMahon was giving away a house, <laughs> a house in Florida of all places. And I'm just like, okay, like what? What the hell's going on? Like it was at the end of the. It was either the end of the night or right before the main event match. I don't remember which, but. They gave, they called him, he didn't answer the first time, then they called him again, and he's like, hello? Hey, you won! Holy shit, I'm watching the pay-per-view right now! Like, <laughs> <laughs> I would've just turned around and sold, and, and sold the house. <laughs> right, yeah, I was just, I actually wonder if he, I've never looked it up, I wonder if he actually still either owns that house, or somebody in his family owns that house. Right, I, I, I probably would've sold the house, I'm... Yeah, because well, he was in Florida, and I think he was living in... Nevada or St. Louis? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so, what was the guy? Oh, was the guy going to do move to Florida? Maybe. Right, we'll exactly. We'll but uh, yeah, so like I said, 25th anniversary. What 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 were some of your favorite uh, moments of in your house? Well, I'm looking at the at the history. Uh, this this there was some pretty classical matches. There's the Undertaker and uh, Mankind uh, buried alive match. Yep that that was a great one. That was the first time they did that gimmick. Uh, some other ones are uh, uh, Bret Hart and Diesel. That was a pretty cool match. Oh, the cage that. match before Mania Twelve. Yeah, yeah. There, okay, there, was, there, there was a few good ones. This this is in the uh, from this is in the mid nineties. Uh, 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 they had a Stone, uh, Stone Cold versus Bret Hart match, uh, number one contenders match. From uh, really, yeah. This is from this was in Rochester. Uh, in your house, fourteen Revenge of the Taker, April 20th, 1987. Was that uh, this, the one where the main event was Taker and Mankind for the title? I don't know. It doesn't say it, but it did, uh, it's it's billed as a Stone Cold versus Bret Hart number one contenders match. Uh, the, 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 the that the next Undertaker versus Stone Cold for the WWF World Title was the the, the following month, at, uh, May 11th, uh, Cold Day in Hell. Cold, cold Day in Hell. So that he won the number one contenders match. That okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there, there's a there's good ones here. Uh, Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels. Uh, they they had a pretty good run here. In 90, ground in Zero. Yeah, Ground Zero was their first encounter. Ground Zero. Where it went to a no contest. 
uh, Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels Hall in a Cell. I mean, that, that might Bad be Blood '97. That, that 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 that's a classic match of all time. I remember. Oh yeah, we, that was top three best cell matches. I'm saying you, you want to remember we were talking about uh, before we got on the air. We were talking about uh, greatest matches of all time. That's a match that you could go back and watch over and over. Uh, oh yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and then they, they, uh, there's a lot, a lot of Stone Colds versus uh, Undertakers and Dude Loves. Uh, Stone Cold versus Undertaker, a buried alive match. Uh, turn a spot at the Royal Rumble, uh, turn a uh, Royal Rumble match spot. That was December mm-hmm. 13, 1998, rock bottom in your house. Yeah. Uh, the, the Valentine's Day Massacre. Stone I can't Cold believe Ver- they count that as an in your house because it wasn't billed as an in your house. It was just billed St. Valentine's Day Massacre. I guess I guess they're all they're all uh, in your house match in your house was just like I think everything in between the big four, right? And then this one this was February fourteenth, nineteen ninety nine, Stone Cold versus Vince McMahon in the steel cage match. To that earn was up. iconic just because of Paul White coming out of the right, right. So, so yeah, yeah. So I think I think uh, all these uh, in your house was just the, was just the name of the pay per views. Uh, the the, na- the general name of the pay per views uh, besides the big four, but they they would they would give them a, a unique name: a Bad Blood, DX, uh, the Generation X, No uh, No mm-hmm. Way Out of Texas, Unforgiven, Over the Edge, Fully Loaded. So I guess these these uh, these 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 went on to have their own their, their own pay per views. Uh, so that, I, I guess that's when uh, WWE started experimenting with uh, different pay per views, pay per view names, and trying to figure out what would stick, what wouldn't, you know. Yeah, Which yeah, makes yeah. sense. But, uh, but as as far as the India House series, uh, yeah, the, the, there's a lot of they they had a lot of good pay per views in these years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my one of my favorite moments or matches, I should say, was the Fatal Four Way uh, match between Austin Taker, Vader, and Brett. And it was to determine the new WWF champion because originally it was to determine the number one contender to face Michaels at Mania 13. But then it became the face of champion or to become the champion because Michaels gave up the title due to whatever type of controversy crap. It was when he lost his smile. Oh, right, 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 right. And that match is famous for one spot in particular where – um. Vader gets his eye popped out. Is that true? During the match, yeah. He, uh... It, I can't remember what... I'm trying to remember the exact spot. It was like, I think Taker... Taker had a chair. And he wrapped it around the head of Vader. And when he hit him in the face, like, he hit him so hard that his eye came out of his socket. Uh, I, I think that they were, they were, uh... Parroting when it, uh... That 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 happened to Vader against Stan Hansen in, in Japan, <laughs> right? And like he went through the whole, like he went through half the match with his eye not necessarily dangling out of his like face. What was he bleeding? Tell, was he bleeding? Oh, he was bleeding really bad. Really? Yeah. I'm, I mean, it's, it's Bret Hart, Stone Cold, Undertaker, Vader, four quarters elimination match for the vacant WWF World Championship. Yeah. And it was a weird match too because the rules were you can pin, submit, or Dump your opponent over the top rope to eliminate them. Wow. Because I, I have it, no memory of that match. You have no memory of that match? No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, told, I told you, I, I, st- I started watching Nitro uh, 
in '96 when I, I told you yeah. when uh, when uh, the NWO started. But I I stood away from, I stood away from WWF until okay. like, until really uh, I, like I said I would follow it from afar, but not so much. Uh, I actually got got back into WWF after the Stone Cold Bret Hart match at WrestleMania. Okay, so you you so this happened right before WrestleMania. This was February '97. Yeah, yeah. right, so right. that yeah, so you missed that, and then you went right into the awesome. Well, like Brett I said, I, I I probably watched them, but like I, I probably watched them, but from afar. So I, I really don't remember. It's it's a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that match was just off the rails. It was bad. <laughs> oh man. Um, so the reason that match happened though was because Austin won the 97 Rumble and it was between Brett, Vader, and Taker, but nobody saw that Austin got eliminated. So he eliminated Vader and Taker at the same time and then he eliminated Brett. Right, right, right. Okay. So Monsoon just went, you were the last four. You were going to have a fatal four-way match. Here are the rules. And it was originally, like I said, for the number one contendership before Michaels pulled his crap. Oh, okay, is, is this is this uh, is this when uh, he, he Gorilla Monsoon announced this on Raw? Uh, that's when that, that's when uh, Stone Cold got pissed at him and uh, said, "You call yourself the Gorilla, but you ye- you yeehaw <laughs> out here like a yeah. jackass." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's when that happened. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because right, right. Because that's Austin was saying when he, he dumped twenty nine pieces of trash. Out of the ring, and, and he still yep. couldn't. He still couldn't get a match. Yeah, pretty much. But he still, it still counts as a win in Austin's. Right, 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 right. See that? That's when they were they were really building up Stone Cold back then. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, what was another good moment? Uh, obviously Taker doing his first uh top rope dive when he went to that sea of superstars against Michaels at Ground Zero. That was a great moment. Oh, but he he did the the suicide dive out, out of the ring. Yeah, when he did the suicide dive over the top rope, and that was okay, like one okay. of the first times he did that. Yeah, how impressive is that? That's pretty impressive. It, yeah, exactly for a big man like that. And Jesus, that's what that's when the Undertaker character started really evolving. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it, it was funny too because that that moment never even happened like in the match itself. That was before the match. They took all the superstars out. And then him and Michaels went in the ring, and then the match started. I was like, "What? Right, the right, f- right. <laughs> you guys took like ten minutes before the match." Right, 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 right. <laughs> um, obviously, Kane debut at Bad Blood '97 in your house. That's gotta be Kane. That's gotta be Kane. Right, like that. That's iconic for so many different reasons. First Hell in the Cell. Michaels versus Taker with number one contendership against Bret Hart at Survivor Series on the line. Kane debuts. Like, it just so many things were happening at that one right. pay-per-view. And I, like I always say, see, see, they, WWE, WWF was putting on really good shows, and yet they were getting their asses handed to by WCW. Right, because WCW was was not necessarily... Kicking their ass wrestling wise, they were just they they just had the the storylines more adult right. themed. Yeah. Most most of the WCW babies used to uh, they weren't really that good. I, no, I can't say that. They, but it was almost like for me, like they they have the the they'd have a good cruiserweight match matches in the beginning. They uh-huh. uh, they'd have a good uh, 
U.S. U.S. Uh, heavyweight match, but the main, the main, I remember the main events of the of the WCW pay per views used to used to be shit. It yeah, was always, that, that was, was like, that was the thing with WCW. Their undercard was amazing, and their main events always sucked. But yeah, it was the it, star power of the main eventers that drew you in to watch the undercard to watch these future stars. Right. WWE's undercard always sucked, but their main yeah. events always delivered. Right, because the WCW main event would serve as as a transition to to Nitro the next night. That's what it was. Pretty much, yeah. Now you gotta tune in to Nitro tomorrow night. <laughs> yeah, gotta tune in to see if Hogan really tapped out or yeah, passed yeah. out or whatever. And it's like whatever. Well, I, I don't I don't want to talk about these these papers anymore. I used to have to watch these and uh, fucking just get disappointed over and over again. <laughs> um. Yeah, the first match was. In, in your house was Bret Hart versus I cannot pronounce this man's name for the life of me. It, I am not good with Asian names. Who, who, who who's this? Hashaki, Hakushi, Hakushka. Oh, I, I, Ibushi, you talking about? Yeah, him. Yeah, I. <laughs> again, I'm bad with this. Um, yeah, no, they they were the first in your house match. And what, that what rivalry they? sucked. Well, you talk about Yokozuna. No, not Yokozuna. The other, uh, the guy that had all the Asian or the Chinese uh, symbols painted all over his body. Well, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I just got it. now. I gotta look it up because it's it's going to upset me. Yeah, that I remember that guy. Uh, him and him and Hi- that's not Hayabusa. Hayabusa was. He was the the guy with he he was he was the Japanese version of Sabu, but that guy he he, he yeah. was the guy who used to do the the the, the, the tightrope walk on uh, on the top rope. He, he I remember him and Hayabusa they had a very good match against uh, RVD and Sabu and ECW. Oh yeah, I remember that. No, uh, the first match yeah. was uh, Bret Hart versus Hakushi. Hakushi, okay, yeah, okay, okay. And yeah, man, that first that first in your house card is actually somewhat stacked. Yeah, Hakushi. That's that's who it is. Yeah, uh, Razor Ramon defeated Jeff Jarrett and the Roadie in a handicap match. They did a King of the Ring qualifying match, a couple of them, uh, on this pay per view, which is nice to see. Yeah, like I said, like I said, they, WWE was re- putting on some really good, good pay per views. Uh, yeah. So what else? What, what else are we going to talk about? Now? You, you wanted to talk about Owen Hart? Did you, did you watch the uh, Dark Side of the Ring last yeah. night? Yeah, let's uh, let's also talk about some Owen Hart. So, uh, twenty five or twenty one years ago, Friday. Uh, Owen Hart that tragically died while performing in in the business. He uh, had a descendant from the rafters type stunt that he was going to do as the Blue Blazer, um, and he fell eighty feet to his death into the ring. Well, that that was basically what Sting was doing almost every week uh, in WCW. Right, and then after the Owen incident, he stopped. <laughs> right, right. Did you, Which, did you did you did you watch that pay per view live when he when he had that accident when he died? Uh, no, I actually uh, once the Attitude Era happened, my parents stopped me watching wrestling. <laughs> yeah, and I, then I, I picked I, it back I, up around two thousand three. Yeah, I, I didn't see it live. I didn't see it live. 
But I thank um, God I, I wouldn't want to see it live. But right from what it, I've watched on YouTube, the live feed of YouTube, um, it what happened was is that it went promo from Blue Blazer, and then it just did a cut to a pan of the audience. Yeah, and then I, it would I, cut back to Jim Ross, and then back to the pan of the audience. Yeah, I only saw it once, and I saw him. And he, uh, when he fell, he hit his he hit his head, his head bounced off the top the turnbuckle, and like he just mm-hmm. whiplashed uh, onto the canvas. It was like you you could see that was bad. You could see you could see that was not you you could tell right away. Like from watching from watching the footage, you could tell right away that that, <laughs> that wasn't supposed to happen. Well, that, that's the thing. No one has footage of Owen Hart falling. That is the one piece of like wrestling history or wrestling footage that no one seems yeah. to have. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, why would you want to watch it? But uh did, did did you did you watch Dark Side of the Ring? Yeah, I did. What did you think about that episode? Parts of it be, before the ending when Martha showed us the 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 clip that was holding Owen I'm thinking that he did it. I'm thinking that he pulled it or did something to himself because of the way that they set it up before she sh- before she showed us the clip that he was hanging on that he did it. Yeah. Oh, who, who knows? Who knows? But, uh, but from from what from uh, I I I really didn't like that that episode last night from Dark Side of the Ring. I mean, it didn't really reveal anything. Uh, Oh, it revealed a lot more than what I thought it did because everybody thought it was well. Everybody thought it was a rigging error, which it was. But everybody thought it was the ripcord that every that the rigging error happened. It wasn't the ripcord. It was the clip that Owen was hanging on on the vest. It only took six pounds of pressure yeah. to release. Yeah, whatever happened. But uh, I, I, from what I, I've, I've heard, I've seen other documentaries. They, they said that the 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 company that used to, did used to do Sting was in was in town that same that same day, but they, then they wound up using a different company, so they, they they blamed they blamed the company for it, I guess. But you're gonna have to blame somebody. Listen, it, it, it's a tragic accident. I mean, yeah. Do you hear all these stories that Owen didn't want to do it and he was forced to do it? Uh, well, I, I don't think so. You know, uh, it's just it's just a freak accident. It's a freak accident. Uh, well, the the the, 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 well, God. the thing is, is that Vince. Vince's thing was is that if he did it and it was safe, the wrestlers could do it. That was his biggest thing. If he, if there was a stunt going on, Vince did it first. Did he? When he did it with Michael, when Michaels came down from the Rashers at twelve, he went first the night before, and then Michaels did it as a practice run. He he always tried to deem something safe for his wrestlers. Right. Right. Owen, even Martha said that, or Martha and Godfather both said that Owen practiced it the night before, the day of. So, it's a rigging error. Yeah, it's a freak accident. It is, and and the thing is, is that with Martha, it's 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 hard to not, you know, be mad at her. It's hard to not to not only be mad at her, but to not not be mad at her. It's hard to like give her that sympathy, but at the same time, it's like just let Owen and his family give him the recognition he deserves 
and I get why she doesn't from WWE. Because right. why let the WWE glorify something that happened under their watch? Right. I think I think the big controversy was whether the show should have been stopped. Without a doubt, that should have been stopped. Yeah. Without a but, doubt, that should have been stopped. Because as like Martha I, said, that became an investigation. Right. But I, I don't, no, I'm not defending uh, Vince WWE, or I'm not even saying they were smart enough to thinking about this. But maybe by if they would have stopped the show, maybe that would have traumatized the fans at that moment. You know what I'm saying? Like, they would have had, somebody would have had to go into the ring and tell the fans that, like, the show stopped. Oh, by the way, Owen Hart's dead. Like, you would have had to announce that. And I, would, and I don't know if that would have been uh, sensitive, you know, to do that. You know, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's, it's a tough call. It's a tough call. But my thing is, is that they've stopped shows for less. They've stopped shows from people throwing shit in the ring and just will not let up. Just kept on throwing shit in the ring and just won't let up. So they canceled the rest of the show. Normally, it happened during a main event with Michaels on it in the in the late nineties because he was just being a dick at that point. But the fact that they didn't stop the show because somebody got injured after an eighty foot fall, you could see the ring dipped. Right, right, right. Where like he I said, landed. I, like I said, I'm not. I'm not sure. That's that was uh, Vince McMahon's thinking that maybe if they would have had to stop the show and announce to the crowd why and um, what happened, that might have traumatized a lot of people. You know, and I understand that. But they, the the thing is, is that w- they they wouldn't know if he was dead or alive until the next morning. Right, because back then there was no cell phones and no internet. Right, and with Jim Ross saying that Owen died, and I think this was either the the match before the the before the main event or the match before the main event that he announced that he died. So then everybody that's watching, you have millions of people watching who are now disgusted that he's dead and that you're still producing a show. Yeah, I think they, everybody was probably in shock when that happened. Yeah. Right, and the fans don't know that he's dead until the next morning when the Today Show or the news breaks out that Owen Hart died. Oh, when they went home. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Listen, it's a tough call. I mean, like, I don't know. How many times How many times has, any, has anybody had to go through that? So, I don't know. Who, who knows? Who knows? It's yeah, a tough call. Overall, at the end of the day, it's a, it's a freak, tragic accident. and Right, and... For her, and I get why she blames Vince. I get it. Well, you got to blame somebody. But she shouldn't be blaming Vince. She should be blaming. She should be going after the rigging guys. Right. Right. Because if it wasn't for the rigging guys, she thinks that because Vince paid the rigging guys, it's on him. Well, it's his company. <laughs> so it's, it's, and I get that. But he goes for top, top of the line. Everything. Like, right. if something went wrong in his voiceover studio or in his any any studio in the building, he would probably rip it out and helicopter a new one in <laughs> yeah. just to make sure that it's top of the line. Like I said, you know, this is 20, what is it, 22 years later? Oh, it's just 21, it, yeah. 20, it's a freak accident. It's a horrible, tragic accident. Uh, 
you know, that's it. You know, who's to blame? What's to blame? It's not going to bring Owen Hart back. You know, and you know that's why probably now you don't see crazy things, uh, crazy stunts in wrestling anymore. Well, the last one was Punk, and he took a dig at Owen, which was not right at all. What 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 happened? So two thousand. Either late 2010 or early 2011, Punk took control of Nexus. Um, he went through this whole initiation process the week after he took control. Two of the guys left. They went to SmackDown and developed the core with Wade Barrett and Ezekiel <laughs> Jackson. And look where that went with people. Um, but Punk wanted to initiate himself and like act as this like uh, self-martyr. So he was going to jump off the fucking stage. Yeah, that, well, that's pro- probably in bad taste. <laughs> right. Well, he he's about to jump off the stage, and then he looks at the fans and go, Are you all f- stupid? Do you honestly think that I'm not wearing a vest and people are not going to harness me down off the stage? I had all of you. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that, that's probably just in bad taste. Like, Just don't even go there. Right, and it was like, eh. like Owen had a vest or had a had a harness on the whole time, and it, it it's just it was one of those things where it's like punk, punk was being a heel, and as much as I hate to say it, he was being a good heel. Right, 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 right. But I'm just saying they, they probably like you shouldn't even go there. You shouldn't even go there. Right, and th- there's there's been times where Punk goes there and he shouldn't. There's there's times yeah. where other wrestlers go there and he shouldn't. Right, right. Like right. Uh, the 36 match with Orton and Edge, where Edge got tangled up in the weight equipment after the Chris Benoit episode. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But yeah, I know, I know. But how many people really thought about that? Like at that moment, you know? Right, exactly. In that moment, it was like afterwards, everybody was like, "Oh, he took a dig at Owen. He did. Nah. It's in poor taste and everything." Yeah. I'm like. <laughs> Whatever, whatever. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, overall, overall, in that episode of Dark Side of the Ring, when I, went on, I, I was, I, I thought, I thought that was maybe the, the worst episode of the season. Maybe one of the worst. I mean, I, I didn't learn anything. We didn't really have any groundbreaking revelations. Uh, whatever. Uh, I don't know. It's just, just put an end to it. Uh, but overall, I did, I did enjoy season two of Dark Side of the Ring. Oh yeah, I did too. I mean, I honestly, me, my opinion, I thought the episode was great. I thought it. Because you, you you had so much emotion from these wrestlers, and it was just like, especially from Martha and from her their son, um, I can't even pronounce his name, it was, it's three letters. OJ, OJ. OJ, yeah. Oh, hey, oh, hey, oh, he. Or, oh, wait, yeah, or, or, way, or, or, hey, or something. It's O-J-E, if anybody can pronounce it, let me know. <laughs> yeah, it's got that silent J. Yeah, and... It was it was weird to watch, and his daughter was only on for like five seconds. Yeah, listen, like, whatever. She she's pretty much saying if it wasn't for wrestling, I'd have my dad. His yeah. son was going. You know, we don't want WWE to to have the win. But but you have on the other side of the coin, the whole Hart family besides Martha, saying let Owen in. Let Owen into the Hall of Fame. Let let the fans, you know, because us fans, 
want to remember Owen in a good light, not this negative light that keeps on being brought upon because of the stupid mistake. Yeah. Listen, at the end of the day, it's her decision. You know, it's 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 real life. So, and I get, but then again, I think it's not her decision. I don't. I <laughs> it, I get that it was. It, she's the wife. She's the widow. But if your immediate family says let him in, and nobody's giving a damn, like they, she said that they were screwing with her during the lawsuit. The whole Hart family. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen I've seen Brett uh, Brett talk about her uh, when the DVD came out. Uh, when the DVD was supposed to come out, I think she put the kibosh on it. I'm not sure, but uh, listen, like I said, it's real life. Uh, I think let, let the man rest in peace. You know, I, 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 that's why I don't even think uh, the, uh, the, those dark side, uh, dark side of the ring episodes like that and Benoit. Those are more geared towards the casual fans. Uh, like I said, yeah, uh, I can what, see that. What what have we learned? I I think the the best the best uh, the best episode of of the season was her, the one with Herb Abrams. <laughs> that that guy that guy was off his rock. That guy was incredible. Like, yeah. If they make a reality or uh, a sitcom about him, that'd be great. That's great. <laughs> See, that just shows you if you have enough money, you could you could uh, you could buy your own wrestlers. You can make your own company. Well, yeah. Look at Tony Khan, the owner of the Jacksonville well, Jaguars. Well, see, well, see at least well, at least Tony Khan is much more successful. <laughs> he, he he got he got a he got a major TV contract. People show up at his shows, not not like ten people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, all right. But, so uh, I, I guess that's gonna do it, right? We've been, we've been on for a while. Yeah. Um. I just wanted to end on a high note, like a good Owen story or something. You know. I I. I'll, I'll write. I guess I'll tell you. I guess I remember the uh, the Blue Blazers. Uh, that was my first introduction. Though. I, I didn't know. Nobody knew who the Blue Blazer was when he first debuted. But yeah, he was he was exciting to watch. The Blue Blazer. He was different. Would you say like back in that time? Would he ahead of his time? Yeah, sure. You, nobody saw, no, nobody did uh, flying moves like that. Aerial moves. I mean, back then, it was a. Uh, it was just. It was just. It was. It was. It was. It was uh, see how everybody does uh, flip, 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 flop. Say that. That was the total opposite back then. Back then, everybody was two hundred fifty pounds, roided up. Uh, nobody ever yeah. left their feet unless it was a, unless unless it was for a, a drop kick. Yeah, <laughs> or, that, that was it. Uh, besides, like uh, maybe Dynamite Kid back then, he was a high flyer. Maybe a Ricky, a Ricky Steamboat high flyer. Maybe. The, the, Right. That's, that's, that's about it. Maybe Macho Man, like he Macho Man back then was probably considered high flyer from Oh for, yeah, without a doubt. For jumping off the top rope uh onto the the ring floor and doing his elbow. But yeah, back then back then nobody really ever did stuff like that. Yeah. Do you think he could have had a career resurgence with, you know, Malenko, Benoit, uh Jericho, um Eddie, all them coming in? Like yeah, it was six months later. Yeah, Jericho said that last night, but I don't know. Uh, on the other hand, he's he was looking to get out of the, he was looking to get out of wrestling, you know. So I don't know. Yeah, that's don't, true too. I don't know if he would have stood around that. How much longer he would have stood around after ninety nine? Yeah, I could see that. I could I could probably see ninety nine being his last year. Probably when when uh probably when uh, Brett uh retired, he probably would have retired too. Or at least sooner, because Brett yeah Brett retired what two thousand two. Technically, no, uh, earlier than that, two thousand. 
Well, I mean, he had the stroke, but then he was trying to, trying to make an in-ring comeback, and then... Yeah, 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 yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Jericho brought that up, but you also have to consider that he, uh, throughout the whole documentary, he was trying to get out of wrestling. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. No, my, uh, my favorite Owen story is brought to me by Jim Cornette on uh, a You Shoot uh, series that he did. He There was, like, Lost Questions or something, His that DVD from... Uh, you shoot documentaries. So Owen was known as a prankster, a ribster. He like he pulled pranks on everybody. Nothing harmless, nothing or nothing harmful, nothing like hurtful to people. So Owen and Davy Bulldog come in with a red phone to Bruce Pitchard, and the phone rings. And it's Stu Hart. <laughs> this is this is ninety ninety six, I believe, when Sean was just doing his baby face turn to WrestleMania twelve, and it was him versus Bulldog. Uh, before he won the title, and they're you know they're making Dana, or yeah, I can't remember his wife's name. I think it's Dana. Um, they're making her to look like a a whore. <laughs> like trying to seduce Michaels and everything. Bruce Pritchard thinks because he thinks that it's Owen on the other end. Bruce goes, "Yeah, we're making her a whore. We're doing all this. We're doing all that. She's she's fine with it. It's perfectly fine." And he's like, and Stu goes, "What? Why are you doing all that? Why would you be doing all that?" And then he's like, "Ha ha ha! Whatever. Click." Owen and Davey come around the corner. Owen look or Bruce looks at Owen and goes, "Okay, nice stew impression. Now, are you going to be serious here for a second? And Owen just looks at him and goes, "That was really my dad." <laughs> and it was just like Bruce just had this white look over his face apparently, and he was just like, "Oh shit, I just talked like mad skirt talk to your dad about his daughter-in-law." <laughs> That's funny. I'm just like, "Holy crap." And like I guess there was like a competition like who was the bigger ribster between him and Mr. Fuji. And I guess Mr. Fuji won because Mr. Fuji <laughs> paid somebody $3,000. To take the engine out of somebody yeah. else's car, yeah, I heard so that he that. couldn't run. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I heard about that. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a big prank guy. Don't do shit like that to me. <laughs> Jesus Christ! But back in the back in those days, with just rest, like just ribbing on each other, you had to pay somebody three grand to get the engine out. What the fuck? <laughs> I guess anything for a laugh, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess he's just like, why isn't the car starting? <laughs> Where's my engine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those guys are nuts, man. Oh, God. Well, right. there you go, guys. That's the podcast. Uh, Frank, thank you so much for filling in today. No problem. Um, yeah. I, if I ever need a helping hand, I'm, I know who to call now. Sure, 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 sure. So um, where, where, where is this going to be? How, uh, how, this how, will how, be on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor.fm, um, Apple Podcasts, uh, wherever you get your podcasting needs. I, this, this will end up there. Okay. All right, pal. So, thank, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Hey, not a problem. So with that, see you guys later. Okay.